ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Ireland, Finland, and the UK. Ukraine and the states of North Carolina, Colorado, and Washington, and to all of you for helping us reach a new high of 120,000 listeners. Because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, and the name of an archangel to help you grow and hear heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine, and through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is, ask yourself, do I want this? This is a good question to ask when you're allowing yourself to experience life at a deeper level. It will help you discover what your true desires are. This is a question about things, people, experiences, and even feelings. It's also a question about marriage. So ask yourself, do I want to stay married to this person? Notice the question does not include what do or would other people think? Have other family members or friends divorced? Or is it good for the children? This is a question for you about what you want and what is good for you. Often we get so focused on what we think is the right course of action that we don't stop to think about what we want. What we think we should do, our family beliefs and religious upbringing can all influence our choices without our realizing it. One good friend whose spouse was unwilling to go to marriage counseling confided she didn't want to consider divorce because it would be her second one and she didn't want to fail again. The problem with that kind of thinking is that it's based in fear instead of self-love. When we haven't worked on ourselves between the first and second marriage, then the chances are good that we'll fall into another unhealthy relationship. It will look different, but in the end, it will feel the same. Another person we often, another reason we often ignore what we want is because we believe the children are better off if their parents are married. The research does not support this belief. 
which I saw confirmed in a recent visit with a friend and his young family. I knew that one of their children had a lot of behavioral problems, but I had not seen the family dynamics up close. Over the course of a few days, I noticed that the parents barely spoke to each other. I could feel the tension in the air. As I watched their emotionally volatile child, I suddenly realized that he was picking up the unspoken conflict. At some point, he couldn't contain the anxiety anymore, and he erupted in a full-blown tantrum. Clearly, what was happening in this marriage was not good for the children. A successful marriage is between two people who are willing and able to listen, acknowledge each other, and try to understand their partner. Sometimes we stay in a dysfunctional marriage due to a past life relationship. My next workshop, Past Life Group Regression, can help to bring clarity. Past lives are often the source of limiting beliefs, confusing feelings of deja vu, healthy and unhealthy relationships, special talents, gifts and knowledge, fears and phobias, healthy Um, health problems, and personal challenges. We often spend years in therapy or misery blaming our childhood for our difficulties when the source is something we brought into this life, life from another lifetime. Knowing those past influences can create faster and deeper change. For instance, one of my clients had a past life relationship with her current husband. In that lifetime, they were close friends who loved and supported each other. My client retained those good feelings toward him, but in this lifetime, he wasn't that same loving person. In this this lifetime, he was abusive and unwilling to change. Knowing their soul's history helped my client better understand her current situation and begin to let go of this unhealthy relationship so she could heal. As with this client, my regression process will help you discover what you need to know, keep the positive and let go of what's hurting you. I was trained by Dr. Brian Weiss, and I use a gentle process in which you always feel safe and in control. Whether you just want to learn more about your soul's journey through different lifetimes or want to heal something in your current life, the information you're ready to know will emerge. In this workshop, you will experience two past lives with my expert guidance, understand the reasons for your current life circumstances, release the negative influence from your past lives, gain new self-awareness and empowerment, enhance spiritual well-being and peace, and learn new techniques that I have created to help you discover past lives on your own. You can learn more about the importance of past lives by listening to my on-demand shows with Dr. Dave DeSano, Dina Miriam, and Dr. Raymond Moody. Go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, or click on the link below to listen to those shows and to register for my Past Life Group Regression Workshop. We'll meet Saturday, July 20th at 2 o'clock at the Dallas Meditation Center. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me for individual or group coaching or to present this workshop or another one in your area, like overcoming abuse or discovering silver linings and hope. 
choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Dr. Daphne DeMarniff, who's with us to talk about learning to live together with integrity, vitality, and love. I received two emails after our show last week with Mark Lesser, who talked with us about mindful leadership at work and in life. The first one said, what a lovely man with an incredible message for leaders, and I loved your opening words. The second one was, Mark's message that the dirty little secret in the workplace is that we work with humans resonated with me. Several years ago, I was distraught when my company began outsourcing some positions overseas. I shared my concern with my manager who said the outsourcing was logical if I took people out of the equation. I left her office dumbfounded. From that moment on, I made sure that the team I managed knew I considered them human beings and not numbers to be replaced. When one of my fellow managers was told to choose which of his team to fire, he chose himself and handed in his resignation. With your guest mindfulness trainings, hopefully more businesses will get back to recognizing that their foremost asset is the people who work for them and that those people have feelings that go beyond their work duties. This listener's experience, unfortunately, is all too common. Mark pointed out that the path to stellar leadership, collaboration, and creativity is recognizing the pain that all of us feel. He said that mindfulness teaches us how to stay with our own feelings and also to connect with the pain of others through empathy. He emphasized the importance of keeping our hearts open and even shared a mindfulness technique with us. It only takes a minute, helps you let go of discontent, content and leaves you feeling happy and energized. I encourage you to listen to this show by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on mindfulness, please listen to some of our shows in 2016, like April 21 with Donald Altman, Mindfulness Practices to Clear Emotional Clutter, May 12 with Kara Bradley, Being Awake and Fully Alive, and December 15th with Mark Coleman, Stop Criticizing Yourself. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have access 
anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. Now it's time for my silver lining story. I was watching Stephen Colbert the other night when Kevin Bacon came on as a guest. Kevin chose to share a recent incident that occurred during the filming of his new television series. His wife, Kira Sedgwick, was directing him, and while on a break, he approached her and reported touching her in an inappropriate way, given they were on the set and not in the privacy of their home. He told Stephen that, She asked him not to touch her there while they're working. He went on to say, we're affectionate people, as if that's an acceptable explanation for his behavior. I don't care how affectionate you are. There are rules about touching someone in in an intimate way, in public, and especially at work. Even if it's your husband, it's disrespectful and a gesture of power. I'm at a loss as to why he would think it was okay to act that way in the first place and then to make it known to over three and a half million viewers on late night television, which of course led to it being on the internet for even more people to read. Maybe he knew it would get widespread attention and did it intentionally to publicize his new TV series. Either way, he humiliated his wife in a very public way. For many centuries, men have had free license to treat women as property. Rape within a marriage is not considered a crime in most states. No means no, whether you're married or not. Women are still in a position where we have to continue to fight for respect by men, including, or should I say, especially husbands and significant others. In this time of Me Too, the number of divorces initiated by women over 50 is increasing. They married at a time when women were fighting for equality, but few marriages were based in true equality and mutual respect. As Maya Angelou said about her own divorce to an African prince who was physically abusive to her, some marriages are not meant to last. For a marriage to be healthy and worth saving, both partners have to want to change, grow, learn, better means of communication, and be grounded in mutual respect and love. Sometimes a life change, like an empty nest or a crisis like a financial loss, can help people see the problems within the marriage with more clarity. Then they have to decide if they are both willing to change. In my own marriage, when my youngest went to college, there were no more distractions. The spotlight was fully on my marital relationship. I didn't like what I saw. When I dragged him into counseling for the third time, I was able to clearly see the subterfuge, the manipulation, and the emotional abuse. By this time, I had worked on myself enough to know that unless we both accepted responsibility, and truly wanted to improve our relationship, nothing was going to change. Since that was not happening, and I wanted a life with more peace and happiness free of abuse, I chose to end my 36-year marriage. It was the right decision for me. Women are growing more frustrated with the way they are being treated, and it's causing them to look at their marriages. Many are choosing to take action. That's when finding the best help possible is important. 
Our guest today, Dr. Daphne DeMarnoff, provides that help. She's a psychologist and the author of The Rough Patch, Marriage and the Art of Living Together. In her clinical practice, she offers psychotherapy to couples and individuals. She teaches and lectures widely on marriage, couple therapy, adult development, and parenthood. She's a contributing editor at Parents Magazine, and her work has been featured in the New York Times Oh, the Oprah Magazine, NPR, and Talks at Google. She and her husband have three children and live in the San Francisco Bay Area. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, and I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, or click on the link below to like and recommend us on Facebook. Then friend Paula Joyce and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. Then read about and register for my past life regression workshop or contact me to schedule one in your area. Your question for today is, what relationships do you want to improve? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Daphne DeBarnoff, who's with us to talk about learning to live together with integrity, vitality, and love. what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email Dr. Paula, Dr. Paula Joyce. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what relationships you want to improve. And I'm so pleased to welcome Dr. Daphne DeMarnoff, who's with us today to talk about learning to live together with integrity, vitality, and love. Um, It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for Um, having me. Well, it's my pleasure. And I think your book is hopeful and it is, um, and it offers such um, intelligent and wise advice and uh, gives so many examples um, from, you know, real life to help people understand better the problems they're facing and and ways that they can work together to heal challenges. I, I do want to address first, though, that um, as I was talking about in the first part of the show, that sometimes the best way to address the problems is to walk away. And having lived through this and... Um, I know that that's, that can be such a hard decision, and you devote um, a part of your book to talking about this, too, because it is a question that has to be faced, and I think often people stay too long because they so desperately want for the marriage to work. W- would you talk with us a little bit about that? Yes, sure. So the book, which is called The Rough Patch, Marriage and the Art of Living Together, is addressing what needs to be in place for a happy and fulfilling and meaningful relationship, an intimate relationship over a long life. And my belief is that everyone or most people deep down want emotional intimacy, but it's not possible for everyone to have that together with everyone else. In other words, there are marriages that I believe cannot provide that for the people involved. And my belief as a psychologist and as a therapist and as a person who's been listening to people for decades talk about the struggles of commitment and love and how to get the love they need. There are times when the healthiest thing for a person to do is to face the painful truth that it's literally not possible in this relationship 
to be fulfilled in that way. And so part of my goal and my mission in this book is to really help people think about that in a deep way and engage emotionally in a deep way in that question. Because I think sometimes you encounter a book that's got sort of six tips for a happy marriage and you feel a little lost because the problems are so much more complex than that and the emotions are so much deeper than that. So I'm really trying to give people in this book a much more full and complex and deep experience of thinking through these really hard questions. Well, I I really appreciate that um, that you do that because I think otherwise it's um, you know it's it, it it's missing the full picture, and so I think it it's it's um, takes a lot of courage to to put into a book on healing a marriage. You know that sometimes it, that's not possible, and and I appreciate you for doing that. Well, I come from a place of having two cherished values that are often in tragic conflict with each other. And one is that if you've made a family and you have children, that it's best for those children if you can have a loving marriage and partnership. I believe that. I also believe that we have one life on this earth and that having emotional intimacy and love and a healthy uh, connection to another person is a deeply important uh, value And so sometimes it's possible to reconcile those two things. And, hope, and the book is really all about trying to help people leave no stone unturned in figuring out that question. Because what I see in my work is sometimes people find their marriage emotionally unbearable. They may do something destructive to the marriage. They may walk out in an impulsive way. And I'm trying to help people not do that, to, to try to really understand what's going on and make a considered, holistic responsible decision that uh, they can live they can live with well and and your point about the children I think also sometimes the the best decision for the children is is for that marriage to dissolve mm-hmm. it can be and and you know there are a lot of books on on kind of good divorce and I think what's what's often tragic is that people keep doing the thing they were doing in the marriage in an even worse way when they get divorced. You know, it doesn't become a, a relief or, okay, now we can forgive each other and move on. It becomes an endless, eternal fight. So, you know, part of what I'm trying to help people do is be honest about who they are, be compassionate toward themselves and the other person, be curious about what's really going on here, and try to get a handle on their own emotions enough not to, you know, act out or become... Um, you know, emotionally volatile in a way that is hard for the children. Well, and and as as you say um, or imply, divorce is not really an answer; it's a beginning. And so, people have to choose to change and to live their lives differently and change within themselves to create a better life and um, to set the groundwork for for a healthy relationship. And one of the things you mentioned, which is so central to all of this and is a thread that runs through the book, is being responsible for your own part, whatever that is, right? So if you're going to look at your own relationship, so often people are tempted to say, you're my biggest problem. If you weren't doing this, I wouldn't do that. You know, and that is basically the most toxic stance you can take in a relationship. The most healthy stance is always 
to try to cultivate more self-awareness about your role, more responsibility for your part in the problem. And I say if you do leave a marriage and you have children, you have to actually be your better self than you were in the marriage because there's a lot of things that you're going to have to swallow. There's a lot of things you're going to have to uh, take responsibility for. And it can't, the story can't continue to be, uh, you're my worst enemy, I'm lucky you got a- away from you, and you know, you're the problem. Right, and you, and you don't want to take um, their father or mother away from them either, or or drive a wedge between them. So it's um, and so that's probably a, a a whole nother show. So let's get um, let's talk a little bit more about some of the um, reasons that people hit rough patches in in our current world. Mm-hmm. So in the book, what I, the way the book's structured is I talk about a lot of the common sources of difficulty and conflict in couple relationships. So a big one is money. I talk about children. I talk about sex. I talk about health issues, addiction, substance use, all sorts of different things that can be the problem uh, between a given couple. And I'm happy to address, you know, specific ones if your listeners have interest or you have interest. I will say that the underlying principle in all these situations, in my view, is how people are dealing with their emotions. Emotions form the core of who we are. They define our central relationships. And how we understand our emotions and express them skillfully is at the core of a good relationship. And so, for instance, substance use, alcohol, that's often a way to sort of tune out and deal with painful emotion because maybe something in the relationship isn't working well, so you avoid or escape through drinking. Um, Sometimes people feel that they can't connect sexually or they can't connect intimately, and then they start thinking about, well, maybe there's someone else out there, and it results in an affair. So we're talking in, in, uh, in all cases about does the emotional connection work well, and the book really tries to delve into what makes for a healthy, happy emotional connection between two people, and that's what I devote a lot of my energy to trying to explain. Well, what does make for a healthy and happy connection between two people? So the amazing thing about intimate relationships is we never get over being vulnerable to the other person. I mean, you can be married to someone for 30 years, but if they leave the house and don't say goodbye or don't give you a hug or say something snarky, it always keeps hurting. And the reason is that intimate partnerships are based in attachment relationships. We, uh, as humans, we're not uh, little rodents who crawl into holes when we feel safe, uh, unsafe or scared. We go to other humans and look for comfort. And so as little children, you need a secure attachment to a caregiver who is able to have compassion and empathy for you and be comforting and protective. Now, not everyone grows up in an optimal family where that happens. Sometimes people grow up with parents who are kind of dismissive of their emotion and sort of say, oh, get over it, you're fine. Some people grow up with parents who get overwhelmed by their emotion and can't really be that comforting. And we come into adulthood looking for a partner who's going to heal us and make us whole. But so often, unconsciously, the person we pick is the person that replicates or repeats how we grew up. And so we might have grown up in a kind of dysfunctional 
emotional situation, which then, unfortunately, we end up repeating in the choice of our partner. And so I see marriage as kind of taking up where childhood leaves off. If you can develop with your intimate partner a healthier emotional connection, a more secure emotional connection, then you can actually heal a lot of these childhood wounds. The problem is that often we just end up replaying what happened to us. And the ways that we replay it, uh, if you grow up in a family where there's an emotional dysfunction, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of shame around emotion. There's a lot of shame around feeling normal human feelings. Something's wrong with you that you feel these things is the message that you give. So when you're in a marriage, there's a lot of fighting for emotional survival. If you say to me, if I'm insecure in this way, and you say to me, hey, you know, you did such and such or such and such and I didn't like it, instead of being, okay, that's your experience. I'm interested in that. I don't have to feel like I'm a bad person because you're not happy with something about me. I can maintain my own self-esteem in the face of your feelings. I can listen. I can care. And I can try to change. That's the healthy posture. But a lot of times we can't do that. We're fighting for our emotional survival and we feel that um, we've been targeted and we feel we need to defend ourselves. And then we go down this unfortunate spiral of not really listening to the other person but um, defending ourselves, and that happens over and over with people. And so part of what I do in therapy is I try to create a safe environment where people can kind of relax enough to look at these things and say, isn't that sad? We're doing this cycle over and over together because we're scared, we're insecure, we feel unsafe. Maybe we can have compassion for ourselves and each other in this and try to do something different. Um. I, I I love that approach, um, and and that means that both people have to really be willing to do that in depth look at their own wounds, and and the way that that plays out in the relationship. That's exactly right, and I have to say, and you won't be surprised I'm saying this because I'm a therapist, but I don't believe. that a long-term relationship can survive one partner taking the stance, I don't want to talk about the problems. Don't make a big deal. Let me just watch my TV show. Let me just watch my sports. Let me just check out. I don't actually believe you can have an intimate relationship in that situation. I think each person has to learn over time. We're all amateurs. We are never experts. I've been married for almost 30 years. I've been a therapist for 30 years. I'm not an expert. None of us is an expert at knowing our emotions, articulating them, expressing them skillfully. But that is the goal. That's the project. And everyone has to participate. And I think what you were alluding to earlier, sometimes you take your spouse into therapy after a big fight and and they won't participate, right? In other words, one of the painful truths that people arrive at is much as I want to create an intimate relationship with this person, they're actually not able or interested. And I'm going to possibly have to leave this relationship, even though they would be very comfortable and happy staying in it, in status quo. But I can't live there. I can't live that way. That's one of the very, very difficult decisions people sometimes have to make. Um, yes, and and it it changes um, everything, and so in in order to be able to do that, you also have to have enough of yourself. And often we lose ourselves when we're in a relationship, um, and it, because it becomes about the other person. So in in your counseling, um, do you work with people? to help them become whole? 
This is a, such an important point. And the book, if, if I would say there was one other really central message, is I think a long relationship always requires the balance of individual development and, and couple development. And I actually think a lot of the models of couple therapy out there put, put emphasis on the couple at the expense of the individual. But I think both things have to be functioning and healthy. And I think you're right. I think to, to continue the point I made before, if you grow up in a certain emotional atmosphere, that's the world to you. That's what the world looks like. That's what you learn in terms of what I can expect from emotional relationships. It makes perfect sense we often marry someone who creates a similar world. And part of growing and maturing and becoming more aware and more whole is knowing and noticing, oh, I've accepted this bargain in this relationship that I didn't even know I was accepting. I shook hands on a bargain I didn't even know I was shaking hands on that, you know, for instance, um, I'm supposed to absorb all your anger and never complain. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, it's normal to be yelled at or screamed at if I make a mistake. You know, people accept these bargains without even knowing they're doing it. And so, of course, that becomes a, a, a situation where they're like, well, I guess I thought this is just what marriage is, right? So becoming more whole, more, more, more of an individual, learning about yourself can often shift the balance and make you say, well, wait a minute, do I really have to live this way? Does everyone live this way? Oh, these people over here seem to actually be kind to each other. You know, we, we learn things, and then we have to integrate those and think about them in terms of the, the sort of couple culture that we have, have so far accepted. That's really so important and so beautifully stated. Um, it's a good place for us to go to break, and then we'll come back and talk more about uh, developing a healthy relationship and a healthy self. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and get what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm, helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now, on your paper, write down what can you do to improve your intimate relationships. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Daphne DeBarnoff, who's here to talk with us about learning to live together with integrity, vitality, and love. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. 
Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com are listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr paula at drpaulajoyce.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down what you can do to improve your intimate relationships. And remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Angelina can help you. I'm so glad we're here with Dr. Daphne DeMarnoff, who's talking with us about learning to live together with integrity, vitality, and love. Um, We were just talking during the break about um, how alcohol is often the elephant in the room. So talk to us a little bit, and and that's, you know, one of the problems that people face, rough patches. Um, But, you know, there's so much on television that constantly is bombarding us with the answer to a problem is go get a drink. You know, you have even the doctors at the end of the show, oh, everybody's tired and, and it's been a horrible day. Let's not talk about it. Let's go get a drink. It's it's like alcohol is the answer as opposed to um, sharing feelings. Yeah, so... Um the way I understand the use of alcohol is that it is a way to cope with negative emotions. And many of us came from families where part of the family culture was using substances, often alcohol, 
to cope with emotion. And so it's not only the effect of the actual drug that we're talking about. It's a whole emotional system, a whole way of managing emotion in relationships and, and, and emotion in your relationship to yourself. And there is so much brilliant stuff written about this. Um, all the literature through AA and Al-Anon and so forth uh, tries to describe some of these emotional dynamics. Uh, the work of Stephanie Brown is excellent, talking about the, um, the, the nature of alcohol use in a family system. Um, but I do think that, as you said, it is often the elephant in the room. And in, as a therapist, I'm always very attentive and attuned to what role alcohol is playing in the marriage because it can be a way to uh, check out. It can be a way to avoid problems. It can be a way to escape. It can actually be a way, and I talk about a couple in the book, where they were big partiers and sort of where they felt on the same page was when they were uh, drinking and having people over and socializing and having fun. And um, I'm not against fun, and I'm not even (laughs) against using alcohol to have fun, but it is a slippery slope, and I think people are often um, uh, denying and rationalizing the extent to which it's becoming a crutch, and that ultimately gets in the way of figuring out healthy intimacy. So how do you know if, if this is what you're doing? Yeah, so I think that um, one of the hardest things about this is um, that that because it is such a crucial emotionally emotional coping strategy, being told by a loved one, by your partner, uh, by a relative, that they feel you have a problem is something that people tend to be quite defensive about. It's not something they want to give up for obvious reasons. And so what I would suggest is that uh, if somebody in your life says to you that this is, a, from their point of view, becoming a problem, to really listen to them, to try to, to, to try to not block that out. Because often the people we live with and the people we're closest to are the best observers of our behavior. And, um, you know, sometimes people are in marriages where they try to do that and their partner won't have it, they won't listen. Um, and that becomes a problem in itself because if somebody is an addict or is using um, a substance in a destructive way, <clears throat> they need to deal with that problem. And in, in the mental health field, <coughs> sorry, it's thought to be a primary problem. In other words, you can't really fix a relationship until the relationship with alcohol is being addressed. There's just no way to do it. Um, very interesting. What One thing that I noticed is that sometimes, too, it's easy to hide if somebody isn't like a fall-down drunk, um, or mm-hmm. some people are able to tolerate alcohol at high amounts and look mm-hmm. like and act like they're not um, consuming that uh, amount of alcohol. You have to pay very close attention to how many times they're refilling their glass or leaving the room to do something that happens to be where alcohol is. 
Right. So there's the whole question of how people are designing their lives around alcohol and, and at what point it becomes alcoholism. There's that. There's also, as you described, just kind of the completely socially conventional and accepted way of medicating life problems through alcohol. I mean, I'm thinking of a couple that I see where um, she has certain kind of doubts about his drinking. He's kind of emotionally avoidant. He sort of like, likes to be lighthearted and not go too deep into problems. And he's a kind of a party guy and he likes to drink. And she's trying to drink less because she sort of feels like it's not really good for her. Um, but their whole marriage is kind of based on, uh, you know, uh, drinking on the weekends um, and sort of escaping that way from deeper conversation painful emotions, the problems between them. And, you know, that can kind of work for a while. But um, in my experience, at some point, one or the other person begins to feel that it's not tenable, that it's becoming unbearable, that it's too superficial, that it's not a good way to live. And then there's friction. And finally, it's a time that, you know, they come to a crisis or a problem with it. So at, at some point, we have to face ourselves and we have to face the problems in our marriage, whether it's money or difficulties with children um, or, or what it is. Uh, you can't keep sweeping it under the rug indefinitely. Well, what I try to say to people, because I think, again, going back to sort of, um, you know, a lot of us grew up either with parents who never fought, and so we never really learned how to deal with conflict, or they fought all the time and were dead set on avoiding conflict. And a healthy relationship is not one where there's completely still waters, you know, and it's not one where there's no uh, conflict. Um, I think I try to tell people a healthy relationship is one where you are dealing with the hard problems in front of you. I mean, you're going to be having, if, if it's going well, you're going to be having difficult, painful conversations because life's full of problems. You have a kid who has a learning disability. You feel your spouse is drinking too much. You're not making, um, you know, ends meet. These are difficult life problems. They're real. They need to be confronted. They can't be avoided. And so a lot of that t- stuff is not going to be easy to talk about. And even if you're 10 years, 20 years, 30 years in, it's not going to be pleasant. And I want to reframe it for people to understand, if you're actually dealing with what's in front of you in a healthy, responsible way, you're probably not going to be feeling super thrilled all the time. (laughs) You're going to have to be having tough, difficult emotions. And part of being a healthy, mature person is being able to tolerate a whole range of emotions that are called for in different life situations. Um, we can't just push them under the rug, and so it's not, and and we're at um, a, a close to this portion of the show, but just to summarize what you're saying, what I'm hearing is it's not the problems or the conflict that's the problem. It's either not addressing them or l- how we address them and learning how to address them in ways that allow us to hear each other, to acknowledge each other, to respect each other, as opposed to bulldozing or um, threats or yelling, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all in emotion, expression, and skill. And uh, you summarized it beautifully. Okay, thank you and so much. And let me just that's say, be- that's a lifelong project. No one's an expert. You just keep trying. 
We keep learning and growing, and mm-hmm. that's the beauty. That's why we're here. Um, and and mm-hmm. to do it, to be able to do it with a partner who you love and respect, what a beautiful way to grow and to live. Mm-hmm. And as you um, say, with integrity, vitality, and love. And I was able to summarize it so well because you do such a beautiful job in your book. I highly recommend, you. you're welcome, um, The Rough Patch, Marriage and the Art of Living Together. And also please visit her at her website, Daphne. Demarneff, D-E-M-A-R-N-E-F-F-E dot com. Thank you so much and wishing you the very best. And I want to thank you very much for having me. Thank you. And I want to thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com and like us on Facebook. Register for my new workshop on past life regressions. Read my latest blog and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, house and office clearings, dream interpretation, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, or Discovering Hope and Silver Linings. If you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their health, wealth, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Angelina, the Archangel over love and romance. Ask for her help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to improve your love relationship. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Angelina, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me to bring more love into my marriage. You can even be more specific and say something like, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me have a healthy marriage with respect and mutual understanding. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that she is helping you because she is. Please join us next Thursday right here when Mark Gober will talk with us about Upside Down thinking July 4th when we'll replay last year's episode with now presidential candidate Marianne Williamson on spirituality and politics. And July 11th when Lucinda Back and White will talk about reclaiming wild happiness. I want to hear what's on your heart and mind, so please keep sending me your questions, comments, and silver lining stories. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you, and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life. 
Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.